0: Welcome to The Business Playdate, a podcast hosted by Lindsay White and Betsy Moorhead, two internet strangers turned business besties.
1: We're two marketing professionals living across the country, raising our kiddos while running our own individual businesses. We built these businesses based on our experiences working in corporate management roles with the end goal to be able to show up for our families first. And we did it. We're so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode.
0: Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Business Playdate. It's another great week here, and we're just rocking and rolling. How's it going, Lindsay?
1: Rocking and rolling. Um, rocking and rolling.
0: I say that a lot. I've been like, listening back to these episodes. I say rocking and rolling a lot. I guess it's my my catchphrase.
1: I like it. I like that catchphrase. <laughs> Um, it's been quite a week over here. My children are not sleeping like at all. We have, uh, I'm assuming, like an 18 month sleep regression going on. Those are the best. Yeah. Inconsolable child all night long. So sweet. Love that for me. And then I have one who's got croup. And <sighs> oh my gosh. I know. I'm, we've actually never dealt with croup. Like we've done mm-hmm. all of the childhood sicknesses, but not croup. So this is a first. It's really sad because there's so, like, the the cough is like. Like a bar,
0: Bart. Oh, it's I know. so sad,
1: so sad. And so I took him to the doctors. I took both of them to the doctors yesterday, went to make sure Lila was not sick because she's the one not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not sick. She's just not sleeping. And then Asher is the sick one with the croup, so they gave him a steroid. And I really messed up. Like I can take the blame here, but I also want to shift a little bit of this blame over to the pediatrician. So she's like, okay, well, we're going to give him a steroid. I'm like, okay, great. We've done steroids before. He's got asthma. We've done the steroid thing a bunch of times. It's always a liquid. Like it's always a liquid. They gave me not one, but two pills that I had to crush up. For a four-year-old? For a four-year-old. Not even four. For a three, almost four-year-old oh my gosh so I had to take these two pills and crush them up between spoons and she's like just mix it with some yogurt or applesauce and I was like okay okay so I take these one's blue and one's green super sketchy Uh, I take
0: these you know my husband always refers to the matrix whenever he because he's at we've had steroids like that before one one blue one green it's like a matrix reference Um, anyway I digress
1: I've never watched the matrix
0: honestly me either
1: (laughs) Um, so I make, I mush them up and I put them in a spoon and Asher had just asked for a bowl of yogurt and I was like, sure. Perfect. Yeah. So I only have Greek yogurt and he likes his Greek yogurt with like fruit in it and like some honey or some jelly. And I was like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. So I get a bowl of normal size yogurt and I put the medicine in it and I mix it up and I had mangoes and he loves mangoes. So I was like, I'll throw some mangoes on top. So I dice up a mango and I put it on top of the yogurt and I give it to him and he loses his mind. He's like, no, I don't. I like mangoes and I like yogurt, but I do not like mangoes with my yogurt. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So I was like, well, fuck me, huh? So I went and I was like, (laughs) okay, well, we've got to get you to eat this yogurt. And I diced the mangoes up like kind of small and I kind of like mushed them into the yogurt a little bit Cause I thought that he would like it like that, and yeah. so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna throw it in the blender and we'll make a smoothie. And I was like, how do you, you want a smoothie? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, put it in the blender, make a smoothie. I throw a banana in it to make it nice and sweet. So at this point, we've got a bowl of yogurt, a whole mango, and a whole banana, all and in a whole, and two pills of steroids and two steroid pills in this smoothie. And I give it to him. He's like, no, I don't like this. I want oh, it to no. be a chocolate smoothie. So I was like, great. So I add. Two scoops of hot cocoa mix and I give it back to him. And He's like, no, I want it to be (laughs) – this is so ridiculous. He's like, I want it to be strawberry vanilla. I want strawberry vanilla in there too. And I was like – and I'm like so desperate for him to drink this stupid smoothie because I don't have any more steroids. So I'm like, you have to drink this. So then I go and I add like three frozen strawberries and a little bit of vanilla extract and I give it to him and I'm like, dude, this is it. Like this is your smoothie. Nope. Will not drink. He's like, it's too – it's too yummy. Oh. <laughs> it's too yummy. And this smoothie has so much stuff in it at this point that it's literally filling an entire turvis tumbler, which I think those things are like 16 ounces. Yeah. And he, so I'm like, you have to drink this whole turvis tumbler of smoothie. Like, I don't know. Like, I messed up. I'm sorry. You have to. It's got oh the medicine in it. Gosh. And he's like, he's like, no, no, I won't do that. And he's like throwing a fit about it. So I'm like bribing him with everything under the sun. I'm like, we can. He's not allowed to watch Paw Patrol. I'm like, you can watch Paw Patrol. You can – we can FaceTime your best friend. We could go on a vacation to your best friend. I don't care. Like, let's go. Just take the medicine. Just take the medicine. Drink the smoothie. And he's like, no, <sighs> I don't want that. I'm like, Mimi can come into town because my mom is coming into town on Sunday. So I was like, you uh-huh. know. and he's And uh-huh. like, he's like, no, I don't – I'm not going to drink it. And then I was like, well, if we don't drink this, we're going to have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I try really hard to like only give threats that are like, we're going to do it, not empty threats. And I I was so sure that he would be like, oh, no, I'll drink the smoothie. He's like, oh, okay, I'll go to the hospital. And he went and put it on his shoes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got to be kidding me right now. And, like, oh, my, my husband gosh. is out of town. And so I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Uh, So then I, like a psycho, I took fruit pouches that he likes to eat and I emptied mm-hmm. them and I filled them up with the smoothie. And then I put a little bit of the fruit pouch stuff on top.
0: Back in it, Uh yeah.
1: And I was like, "This will certainly do it." And there were three full fruit pouches that he would have to finish. Were using like a syringe to put it in there? Yeah, I was using a medicine medicine syringe. syringe. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm like literally losing my mind. I'm like, "You've got to like like I said, we haven't slept all week, and I was like, I need to sleep tonight. I can't Mm -hmm. have you croupy all night long. Like, we need you. We need you better." Oh my gosh! No, he didn't eat them, so I still have three full fruit pouches of like (laughs) steroid. Smoothie in the fridge. (laughs) Like, I guess I have to throw these away. Like, he's not going to take them.
0: Yeah. So, did the doc, do you have to get another steroid or?
1: I don't know. He did a lot better last night and like he's not creepy coughing now. So, I'm just going to wait it out. Like, we'll see. But I'm like, I really messed up there. But also, who gives pills to a four year old?
0: I know. That's really weird. It's been a long time since one of my kids has needed a steroid. And yeah, it was always a liquid form. But
1: yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, bless you. What yeah. a week. Yeah.
0: Like, we had a medical event ourselves here. My four-year-old went for her four-year-old <laughs> annual visit, and she had to get her shots. And yeah, last night, yesterday, afterwards, she was at school all day, which was fine. She was, like, hobbling around, like, just so miserable. Like, I can't – my legs don't work. You know, they put them in their thighs still. And i was just like, oh, bless her heart. But <laughs> – a little bit of medicine. She slept decently-ish last night. She's my, not my good sleeper. Like, I totally know where you're coming from. When she hit 18 months old, sleep regression, she's four. Like, hit or miss. We never know what the night's going to be like. Um, But today, yeah, she was like, I can walk again. And she was so excited. <laughs> well, These kids, miracle. they keep us on our toes, don't they? And like, truly, I was thinking about it the other day when, I mean, I think we both have. Like, it's just like cold and flu season's coming, like these kids have just come off the summer, they're back in school, like sickness is inevitable, whatever. But like, man, am I so thankful that I don't have to like commute into a job or like ask for time off or have to like have that feeling of like choosing over something over the other, like it can be just be so flexible
1: with this. Truly. Like with what we do now. I don't know what I would do. I mean, my kids are sick every other week.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like I remember before I had kids when I was still working in my corporate job, like my friends that had just had kids and more their kids were young and they'd come into work and they would just be like zombies all day. And I was like, How are you doing this? Or they were having to take off, you know, PTO. And
1: some some companies are pretty strict with that. And Yeah. And I also feel like, I mean, many reasons why I don't like corporate America, but I feel like you're so tied to your desk from nine to five. And it's like, it's not really appropriate to leave early, but it's like, how much work are you actually doing? Like you could right. take all of that work and jam it into a couple of hours.
0: Right. You, I, I. And that, that was like the main thing that I noticed whenever I started working for myself was that I was trying to do that. I was trying to like work from nine to five, uh, like trying to fill my time. And it wasn't until a year maybe into my business that I was like, there's a better way to do this. I am efficient and I can get my work done in a matter of three hours every exactly. day. Exactly.
1: Yes. Especially if you're good with your time.
0: Yes. And that's why I wanted to like, do this in the first place was to have more time, at, to get stuff done around the house. So I'm not spending my weekends Going to the grocery store, food prepping, doing all the laundry, not spending my evenings, like not having time with my family because there's so much to be done around the house. And I'm like commuting an hour and a half to work every day. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I like being able to
1: structure our time how we want it is clutch. So clutch. Yes. And I mean, that leads us to our topic for today. It does. We're talking all about time management. Specifically, we will be giving you five different thoughts on time management, but we're also going to talk about what we do, what we've done, what's working for us, what's not working for us. I mean, there's a large range of of <laughs> pieces of the puzzle over here.
0: <laughs> Just, you know, a glass case of emotions constantly.
1: <laughs> and it's constantly changing. So, why don't we start by talking about what our days are currently structured or unstructured? Like, what's what's your day?
0: Yeah, I am notoriously bad at structure, organization. Like that's never been my strong suit. I will admit it. Like to anybody, mm-hmm. I am definitely not the most structured person. Um, and like I just said, like once I started my business and I was working, I was like working myself nonstop. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm just trying to fill time because this is what I'm used to. Um, so now I that I am a little bit more seasoned as a business owner and, and structuring my own time. Um, my days, not every day looks the same, but my goal is that after I drop my kids off, I come home, I like have some time to myself. I either like go for a walk or like recently, like I've gone for a run or um, start some laundry or like get dinner in a crock pot or something. That's like my plan today, get dinner in a crock pot. And then I start, I sit down on my computer by nine o'clock. That is my goal. Uh, Monday, at least Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I try to get in front of my computer, um, by nine o'clock. I work for a couple hours. I like power it through for three hours until noon. And um I I at that point I was like still pumping every three hours because Maggie went for the last year. You know, I've been nursing her and and so that has changed a little bit now. And so I work till noon and um I take a break. I take like an hour break and I eat lunch and I just sit with myself and my phone and the the TV or whatever. And I just kind of like have a lunch break for an hour. And then if I haven't gotten everything done in those three hours in the morning, then I usually try to work for like another hour or so in the afternoon. But my day, my work day is done by 3 p.m. And that allows me if I need to run a couple of errands before daycare pickup, if I need to do some stuff around the house before daycare pickup daycare pickup. Or like if I'm having like one of those days where I just need to sit and do nothing for a little while, I do that before my kids come home so that I am mentally ready to be mom once they come home in the after- in the afternoons. So um that's kind of my day. Like I have a 3 hour block that I work in the morning. A little bit of me time in the middle of the day. Um and then sometimes i'll work an hour or two in the afternoon or if I, i'll schedule phone calls in the afternoon if i need to but 9 to 3 is kind of my work hours now and again it's not like that every day i mean there are some days where i work maybe an hour mm-hmm. because i just i need to like run around usually fridays i don't work i just happen to like have a call us on like today after this um but usually i try like not to work on fridays so those are like the days like i go to the grocery store and i can get prepped for the weekend cuz i don't like to grocery shop on the weekends if I can help it. Um, that just takes away time from the family.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I would say my days is right now. I mean, as we've mentioned in a previous podcast, I took the last nine months of my life to be more present at home and I shifted my working to less agency, more consulting starting in September, September 1, I shifted back to agency. I have more time. My kids are in care now from 9 to 1 every day. And so I shifted back into agency model. And I really thought that I was going to (laughs) – blissfully unaware – thought I was going to have like at least a month to get myself situated, to like create strong systems and processes and like Get my project management flow going, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was totally not the case. I had like my largest client ever come and sign on on, I think, September 1st. Like, we, our contract started September 4th and like we signed that contract on September 1st. So things did not go the way I planned. And so I'm much more of my current structure is very unstructured and there's a problem and it needs to be fixed. So what I've kind of been doing, and I'm like literally looking at my calendar right now, is a lot of my days, especially working in an agency fashion, I have a lot of meetings with clients, yeah, uh, meetings with my team about projects we're working on, and meeting with my meetings with my clients. And so I have been really bad about scheduling my meetings, just all over the place, like yeah, chalked in the middle of the day. And I have realized that is totally not working. You know, I my work hours are nine to. 12, 30 most days. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's three and a half hours, and they're used so inefficiently, it is wild.
0: And that's because your, your child care's done by a certain time in the like, late, early afternoon, right?
1: Yeah, I have to pick the kids up at one. Yeah. So, the lack of catch-up time, I think, is a struggle for me. Like I love how mm-hmm. you have that good catch-up time on the back end of your day where it's like, I can't mm-hmm. do laundry, I can't go to the grocery store, or I can catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not – having that time, which is hard. And I've been finding myself doing a lot of catch up or weird tasks after bedtime or with the kids, which is something I've always like my entire duration of business been like, no, I don't do that. Yeah. So I have been going back to my roots and figuring out, you know, okay, what do I need to change about this? And I've had a lot of thoughts and I think I know what direction I'm going to go, but we'll kind of like talk about more of that, you know, as we go through. As we
0: get into our tips. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can just go that. I was just going
0: to say like, that's good that you recognize this and you're trying to do something about it. Cause I think like I personally, like I can get overly frustrated and I'm just like, screw this. I can't, like, I can't figure it out. My days are just going to be crazy. And I mean, that, that's like typically how I've been in the past. It's like, Oh, everything's just chaos. I can't figure it out. And then I just get in this Mm -hmm. funk and I can't get out of
1: it. And I think too, I mean, it's like also a mindset issue. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a coming from corporate mindset issue, probably is, in conjunction with me also being a people pleaser, but I'm like a yes person. And in corporate, you're always like, oh, yes, boss, I will do that because you don't Yes, I'll stay late. Yeah. Like I don't have an option. Like that's my job. And sometimes I get in these funks where I'm like, oh, my client is my boss. And it's like, actually, no, I'm my boss. You're my my client. And I have to kind of – I get these fears that my clients are going to leave me or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose the income because I tell them I only take meetings on Tuesdays, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. That's that boundaries thing, right? It goes back to the episode we were talking about, like having boundaries and sticking to them and not feeling guilty for you wanting to – Structure your business and your time a certain way.
1: Yeah, like you have to come back to your why. And I keep telling myself that, especially right now in this chaos season of like, I have created my own chaos. I'm like, no, I need to go back to my why. I created this business to be a tool and a resource for my family, not to be like the reason I'm breathing every day. And so going back to that and saying, okay, well, the the money will be here. Whether a client wants to leave me because I'm only taking calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays now, like that's their problem. That's not a big Mm -hmm.
0: problem. Exactly.
1: So that's kind of what I, you know, in the past I've always structured my days very time block oriented, hourly time blocks, which I think is our first kind of point of a way that you can structure your days. And t- hourly time blocks have always worked really well for me where I kind of know what my week looks like ahead of time. I would look at my calendar on a Friday, be like, okay, what's next week look like? And I could set my time blocks and say, okay, this time block is before the kids wake up and I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe I'll do an email cleanup or I'll get through all my emails or maybe I'll be doing the dishes at that time or the laundry and I'll kind of like plan it out and know what my needs of the week are and how to structure them into different time blocks, especially my work time block.
0: Yeah. Are you a wake up before your kids, mom? I would love to be awake up before my kid's mom. Uh, me too, but the baby's my alarm clock right now. Yes. Like, I never know when she's going to wake up.
1: My kids wake up at 6, and it's like, oh, I'd have to wake up at 5.
0: Yeah. I always set my alarm for 5, and I've, like, figured out finally on my iPhone, like, how to make it where it doesn't, like – Cause I don't, then the alarms on the new iPhones, you can't like turn the volume down. So there's just like so loud. So I figured out how to make it like vibrate only. And I have it like right by my head on my, on my, uh, nightstand. And so I've been like setting it for five. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm going to become the get up before my kids, mom. I'm going to have like my morning, like morning time block to myself. No, uh, no, no. no. I never know when my kids are going to wake up. So it's like, let me let them wake me up. And then,
1: yeah, well, we'll and- just start our day. I am living in an apartment right now because we're still waiting for things to be done with our house and it's like a glorified hotel room. Mm. (laughs) I'm like, the alarm wakes up everyone in the house. If I wake up before the kids, like someone's going to wake up. They're going to hear me. They're going to sense me because it's literally a glorified hotel room. Yeah.
0: Oh, same here. Like if the baby's awake, then Ellie will hear her being downstairs because Ellie can't sleep with her door closed. So her door's open. Even though there's sound machines in both their rooms, it's like, no. Like, Yes. That's, that's not possible. But yes, hourly time blocking, you taught me this. Like I didn't really know about this until you kind of introduced me to this method and it wasn't ever something I was like – I was just all over the place all the time. And so I've been implementing hourly time blocking um, at your like encouragement. Yes. And like I said, I it works for me really well. Like 9 to noon in the mornings, I just like power through. Like that is my work time mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, again, maybe not every day, but I do like you. I look at my week and I say, okay, I have phone calls on these days, and I'm I know that I'm gonna like get shit done for in the mornings. Yeah,
1: and I think too. I mean, especially if I personally cannot do the naptime hustle, it doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for my kids. But if you are in the naptime hustle space, you know hourly time blocking can work really well for you because you know that between you know nine and noon is your kid time. And it's when you're hanging out with your kids and you're momming and you are um, doing the things. And I also, a lot of my thoughts on hourly time blocking have been adapted from Chelsea Joe's podcast. So if you haven't checked her out, go check her out. She is the queen. Um, love her. Love her. But I, something I learned from her is that you should be doing the things around your house when you're with your kids because it also teaches them and it shows them that this is how we take care of our things and this is how we take care of our house. And I've really adapted that mentality where I didn't used to do that. Now I'm like, okay, in the afternoons, I'm with my kids. In the morning, I'm working and my house could be an absolute shit storm from the morning and that's fine. I'll clean it up when the kids get home from school and we can all do it together. We can all put the shoes away. We can put the lunch boxes away. We can clean up the, I don't know, all the pajamas that are everywhere and the toys, and the magnet tiles. But that's really helped me because then it's like my work block, I don't feel this insane pressure to do the things and get my house reset from the morning. It's purely right. when I'm working.
0: And when they get home, they're just going to destroy it again. So it's like- What's the point? Let's show them how to tidy up. And yes, I agree. I love Chelsea Joe. I just started her Systemize Your Life course that I know a couple of people- you uh, you know,'ve told me about, so very excited for all of that. Um, but I agree. like hourly time blocking is one way to definitely get it together,
1: so the next thing that I want to talk about, I'm definitely already in the hourly time blocking mode, and like I said, I'm not using my work block efficiently, and so that's kind of what my next step of change in creating effectiveness and efficiency is, is to categorize the work that I do. So I am going to start doing almost like a daily block. So each day I'm going to focus on something different. I'm shifting all of my calls, whether they're client calls or team calls outside of this podcast recording (laughs) (laughs) to uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And those are going to be my call days now where I – know that those days are just going to be back-to-back calls. And if my clients can't do calls on that days, then that, they're going to have to figure it out. They're mm-hmm. going to have to figure out how to shift to my schedule. I've been in a really bad habit of taking calls outside of my work block
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: scrambling to find childcare. And it's like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, my clients can plan in advance. They're capable of it. They should be planning to be on my time zone during my 9 to 1230 time block. And they can take those calls when mm-hmm. you know I'm available.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are going to be my, my content days. So mm-hmm. that's going to be building content, recording this podcast, creating social content, um, leveraging things on Pinterest, writing blog posts, like all of that. I want to get back into the flow of creating content that's valuable again, creating free content for people, creating, right. you know. And then structuring you, your day around your business
0: and the growth that you want for your future yes. too. I mean, that's like, you haven't been able to do that because you've uh, been so bogged down with client work. Exactly. Now having, I love that idea of structuring what days I've, I too have kind of been um, thinking of moving, like I only take calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays or I, like, I only take calls on Wednesday mornings. Like I don't I, I don't have a ton of calls, like not nearly as many as you do. Um, but I have like a few recurring client calls. And I'm just even if they're not on a certain day, I'm trying to get them on a calendar on a recurring schedule. Yeah. So that it's not like, hey, do you have time to meet tomorrow? Or hey, do you have time to meet next week any? You know, so we're not scheduling it on the fly. And my clients also are all like kind of scatterbrained and all over the place and like that's wonderful. Like we, we work so well together, but we're all like, okay, yes, no, we need it on the calendar. We need to know that it's going to happen on a certain date at a certain time every month. And if we need to adjust, we can. But um, I love that idea of like on these days I do certain things within my time block.
1: Mm-hmm. Which goes into our next point, which is setting up a good workflow. And so I think that setting ourselves up for success on like – like if I know Mondays are A content day, I can get myself in this like flow state of Mondays I do a lot of writing, right? I write a blog post. I leverage that content for social media posts and then I create Pinterest posts out of it or whatever. But I can get myself in a good flow of this is where my mind is today and this is what I'm working on and I'm not juggling from switching between my creative and visionary type of mind into client-serving mind. Right. And then on Tuesdays, you know, I'm in that client space where I'm just getting those rocks and rolling them forward and I am, you know, doing client work and diving into those calls. Mm -hmm. I think, too, project management systems, I mean – Oh, yes. I was just going to say that. That's a huge struggle of mine are you very good at that
0: no not at all we I, I, one of them I am like I'm pretty good one of my clients we use monday.com and like that's like we try to just keep everything in there because we text a lot and we email a lot but like we need one central location to have everything um, but that's not even a workflow that's just like we it's like our home base for everything. But I've been trying to do more of like – because I suck at workflows. Like I am the person that sits down and I'm like, okay, I know what I need to do today, but what am I going to start with and where am I going to go and how do I prioritize? I've always been so terrible at that, even in my corporate job. And um, so that's like where I'm at right now is like trying to figure out how to build a workflow. Yes. Definitely need to use um, a project management system to get like my home base and my days like structured. Did your client –
1: tell you, hey, we're using Monday and get you in there? Or how did that come about? Yeah,
0: I um, had used Monday when I was working with the ad agency and um, really liked it. It was like a pretty simple one. There's a lot out there and a lot of project management systems out there I know. Like some of them are very confusing. <laughs> um, and Monday was pretty straightforward. And so she was asking me if I had a recommendation. And so I already had an account and she just added me to their um, – to theirs that they got Um, but
1: I I love that though I and I think that that's something that I struggle with is I kind of and I've always been of the mentality of like if the client wants to use a certain system especially like I do a lot of email marketing strategies and things mm -hmm. like that and it's like You want to use ActiveCampaign, great. You want to use MailChimp, great. Like, I'll do whatever. They're all basically the same as long as they have the capabilities that I need, like segmentation on the back end. Right. And But when it comes to project management and things like that, I kind of just do what the client wants. And it's like, no, no. I need to really step into authority here and Mm -hmm. be like, this is how we do it when you work with me. Mm -hmm. And again, you can take it or you can leave it.
0: Yeah. And most clients take it. Most of them are good with with it that I've experienced. I don't know what yours has been. But like most of the time, my clients are like no, that works. Um, just tell me like how to do it, you know? So,
1: yeah. And I think the, the learning plat, the like learning curve of getting from point A to point B on any platform is just, it's so overwhelming. I'm struggle with it immensely.
0: Yeah. But yes, I'm, I'm a uh, workflow is my next thing I need to master for my overall systems just for my business. I mean, like I am starting to get in a good flow with the amount of work that I have and I'm very happy with it. And I don't want to get to a place where it's like, I'm so overwhelmed that I don't know where I need to go, like where I need to start my day. Um, and so setting up a good workflow. If you don't have a workflow, that's, that's a good place to like, for sure start
1: diving in. I'm trying to say diving in. There you go. (laughs) All right. Point number four staying uh, true to your boundaries.
0: My favorite. Mm, I know.
1: I know. I I go up and down with this and I really try to hard to stick to my boundaries. But again, I in this last month, I have literally thrown all of my normal rules for myself out the window and I really need to get back to, you know, who I am as a business owner and get those Mm -hmm. boundaries back in place, but staying true to those boundaries and saying, you know, I only work from 9 to noon or I only work from Mm -hmm. these are my work hours and this is I need to stay true to that instead of trying to work from my phone while my kids are watching a show or, you know, like I need to be present with my kids and that's the most important thing and I need to be able to stick true to my boundaries so that I can do that. Well, I think too,
0: like people automatically hear the word boundaries and think it's a negative thing and it's not, I mean, it's healthy and they're definitely needed. And it's, it's not just boundaries for you, but by like you holding true to your boundaries, it, it's like, it, it almost like causes like this sense of respect for you and your clients together because you're setting your boundaries, which then, you know, kind of like makes things a little bit more simple. I'd like to think for the client sometimes, because it's not chaotic. It's not like you're like nope, hard and fast. Like this is when I do this. This is when I take these calls. Like everyone knows what to expect when there's boundaries. Is what I'm trying to get at. I think. And um, yeah, I'm really shitty at this too. I know. But
1: it definitely it's pleaser. It's the people pleaser mentality and and the corporate mentality, where it's just like you do mm-hmm. what you're told. Mm-hmm. And I do really think that stepping into a authority type of figure part of that is being able to hold true to your boundaries
0: it is yeah and to like nobody says you have to be like ugly about it or rude about it right you know? and like i think again people hear the word boundaries and they automatically assume that it's and maybe this is just me like i've always thought that like i gotta set a firm boundary mm-hmm. and like but i'm getting i'm not like rude about it you right know? <laughs> so i right. mean it's a that's another mindset thing but um but yeah I think that's just
1: definitely another way to get yourself structured. Exactly. And then, of course, being realistic about what you are capable of and mm-hmm. not getting hard on yourself when you let it go a little bit.
0: Yeah. All these things that we've just talked about are wonderful and they're definitely like good starting points. But at the end of the day, like we're all human and we all have lives and we all have kids who like to throw wrenches and plans all the time. Um and you know, even if you don't have kids, like you have a life, and you are um, only one person, right? And so, just don't be too hard on yourself if your day goes to shit, and then you're like, "Well, I guess everything sucks, and I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this." Um, you can, and tomorrow's a new day, and that's been my mantra for ever. Like tomorrow is another day; it's a new day, start fresh, and what doesn't happen today can happen tomorrow. It's not the end of the world where I, you know, my old job was an event. Right. And so it was like an annual event. And we were always like, no matter if we meet our deadline or not, this event is starting and it will happen and it will go on and everyone will survive. And so like, you just kind of have to be like, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. If you get off your structure and try again tomorrow.
1: I was told once that there are there are glass balls and there are rubber balls and you cannot always juggle them all. So you need to be able to figure out which ones are glass. And when you drop them, they'll break and which ones are rubber where they will bounce back. I love that. And I always try to remember that. Mm-hmm. That's good.
0: Well, hopefully this helps everyone kind of step into a new week and yeah, figuring out if they need to
1: structure their Get time, some differently. structure going, especially yeah. if
0: you're coming from corporate, which we've heard from some of you, you know, in our DMS and just separately in messages that, that you are leaving corporate soon, or you are thinking of leaving and you're not really sure what this could look like. Um, we are two testaments to you can leave a corporate job and create something learn. big and mm-hmm.
1: do it on your own time.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be – you don't have to be glued to your computer all day, every day.
1: Yeah. And I know that this has been an episode full of tangible tips, but I have a starting point for you for you know your tangible tip of the day. If you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I need some time management. I need – my days are chaos like Lindsay's days. Sit back and audit. audit. Audit what your day looks like. Like first take a look at your day and be like, okay, what do my days look like? Like when are my kids waking up? When are my kids with me? What do my evenings look like? Evaluate that. Audit your landscape of just where your time is spent, not just business-wise, but in total. And then, you know, then you can look at the business side and say, okay, what do my business days look like? And audit that. Just start by getting a basic understanding of where all of your time is going and where your effort is spent.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Like this doesn't have to be just figuring out how to structure your business. I mean, you're, You're building this business to fit into your life, not your life to fit around your business. So by looking at everything as like a whole, Mm -hmm. uh, that definitely really helps get your mindset where it needs to be. I like that. That's a good tangible tip. I I don't need to add one. That's a wonderful one.
1: Perfect. Perfect. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: (laughs) I did. I did. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. And again, we would so appreciate that if you enjoyed this, you would leave us a review and share the podcast, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, tag us at the business playdate. We get so excited when we see your reviews and your messages. And we've seen a couple of you recommend the podcast, like in some Facebook groups that we're in that are marketing and business centric. And we just so appreciate your support and um, all of the reviews and helping us push the podcast messaging out to other business owners and moms and women in this space is, um, so huge. So we we appreciate that.
1: We appreciate it so much. Well, thanks, guys. We will talk again next week. Yeah. Bye.